This is Sunday night worship service here at the Pine Little Pine Church. Tonight, Reverend Matt Spence bringing the message. We'll start off with the praise team. Time change doesn't mess with you. And uh, so we lost an hour last night. 
So I'm a little tired tonight, but I'm going to give you what God's given me to, to preach. And I hope it'll help you, strengthen you, and give you what you need tonight. I mean, oh, God's got a word tonight for our hearts, our lives. He can minister to us right here tonight. There's no better place to be than the house of God to hear his word. Amen. You got your Bibles tonight. Book of Hebrews chapter 10. A lot of Hebrews is talking about a transition. It's talking about an old covenant and coming to a new covenant. It's talking about how the old law was, but it talks about the New Testament church and what it's supposed to look like. And transition and change. I know y'all are dealing with the transition and change. It's easy sometimes to look back and not look ahead. It's easy to see what has happened in the past and not really know the direction God wants us to go. But I want to tell us tonight that God has a plan for all things. He's not silent when it comes to answering our prayers, and he is on his throne continually to give us what we need. Hebrews chapter 10, we'll start in verse 9 and skip down to 10 and to 19. Amen if you're with me tonight. Then said he, Lo, I come to do your will, O God. This is talking about Jesus Christ. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Now down the 19, having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood tonight. By a new in a living way, underline that in the word of God, by a new and a living way, which he was, has consecrated for through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God that is drawn near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast tonight, church, the profession of our faith without wavering, for he that is faithful who promised. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the sin of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I mean, know there's a day approaching on the soon horizon when Christ is going to come. And how much do we as a church need to meet, need to be in the house of God, need to know what he's got to say, and need to be around these orders praying and asking God for pure direction. God will help me tonight. I want to preach on remembering the old, but walking in the new. Remembering where God has brought me from, but still walking in the newness of life that God gives. Can we pray one more time? Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, we are thankful, Lord, to give your word to your people. There is no better place to be tonight than to be in your house, God, in your covering, preaching on your new covenant, God. So, Lord, preach to us tonight, God. Preach to the hearers, Lord. Let us not be hearers, but doers of the word of God. Because that's what it takes on the outside of the church, God, to be doers of this glorious gospel. We're praying, God, for those that come in this house dragging around the old. I pray they'd see a new living way made possible by Jesus Christ. And they'd walk in that, God, and adhere to that. They'd know that in you, God, is life and fullness of joy. In a new direction, God, let you offer. We thank you tonight. Let the word go forth. Let your servant, God, hide beneath the shadow of the cross. God, we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Remembering the old while walking in the new. Let's tell the church tonight that God, he makes all things new. 
Word of God says in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5, he says, Behold, I make all things new. When Christ come inside of my heart, he made it new. He made me a new creation. He put something inside of me that the world can't give, that politicians can't give, that nothing can give but Jesus Christ. It's something instilled inside of me and you, and then it grows from there. You see, I remember where God brought me from. The old me I didn't like too well. The old me was an angry person. Had an attitude. How many had an attitude before? How many still got more? How many God's still working on? I didn't like what I used to be, but I'm liking what Christ is making me to be. You see, there's something about God when he opens up a new way and a new living way and a way that we can walk in. You see, we can walk in that power and forget what happened in the past. It's that thing where God says, I'll cast your seeds as far as from the east to the west, and I will remember them no more. But there's something about me and you that seems to remember where we used to came from. And remembering that, we seem to stagger over the condemnation. We seem to try to get to the place that God wants, but we're still remembering what happened back there. And I tell Pine Level Church tonight uh, that God has got a way he wants to open up for you. Uh, it's a new way, a living way, uh, and it's not part of the old way. Amen. God, he uses me and you. He, he encourages me and you. We need to know tonight there's a living way we must walk in if we're going to fulfill the plan of God on our lives. Christ came to do the will of the Father. It says he takes away the first that he may establish the second. I mean, the law has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. He said, I fulfill the law and every prophecy ever given by Christ, God, Jesus Christ. He fulfilled that. Uh, and now through that fulfilling, we can walk in a New Testament church uh, with New Testament power uh, written by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, so why tonight are we defeated people uh, when God has given us the victory? He took away the old me and established the new me, established who we are. We need to know in this place, in this setting tonight, that the will of God for every single one of us is not to walk in the old, but walk in who Jesus has done and he's created us to be. That Christ said he did not come to destroy the law and the prophets, but he came to fulfill it, and he came to bring it to pass. You see, we can look at the old covenant and see that God was patterning through the old covenant, he's making a new covenant. Amen. What does that mean tonight? That sacrificial system that began in Genesis and carried all the way 4,000 years till Jesus Christ came, it was establishing a pattern for me and you uh, and for the church to go forth, uh, to walk under a new covenant in a New Testament church uh, written by the blood of Christ. Amen. Thank God we're not sacrificing animals tonight, but we come to exalt the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But see, God used that pattern in order to establish a new living way. He showed what it was going to take. Tonight, can I tell me and you that God doesn't work any other way but in the parameters of the cross of Jesus Christ. The old pattern's been fulfilled and now Christ is that new pattern. And he's gotten no other way of victory. He's gotten no other to walk in but the cross of the Lord. Are we a Pentecostal church tonight? Do we believe the cross is the way? Do we still believe Christ is the way, the truth, the life? We walk in him now. God takes 
Me and you, as he takes our old life and he crucifies that, puts it in a tomb, and he gives us a new life coming out of the tomb. He takes the same body, the body used to be meant for sin. Every one of us were destined for hell until Christ came by. Thank God he's changed our destiny tonight. Thank God I was once destined for hell, but Christ came to lift me up and to give me eternity on the other side. If we can't clap about that, I don't know what will get us a going. Thank God for heaven tonight. This body that I used to use for sin, God took that body. He didn't throw it away, but he remade it. And when he remakes that, he puts something inside of us. He puts his spirit down deep inside. On bad days, on difficult days, I just feel the Spirit of God as a living water inside of me. And it gets me going and gets me moving. The church that has living water inside of it, it'll move. It'll exist in difficult times or in troubled times. There's the cross of Christ that we can anchor in. I know right now the church is in a transition. It's easy to say, well, Lord, I don't know the direction to go. But I'm going to tell the church, the Spirit of God will always lead you right. It'll never lead you home. In the Old Testament law, the Spirit of God will come upon different individuals in, in, in a limited capacity. Meaning God will move upon someone, they would do a, make a great and mighty work, and then the Spirit would go home. But Christ said, when I come and I give my Spirit, He said it will be in you, and it'll comfort you, and it'll give you what you need on a day-to-day -day basis. Tonight, the church has the Spirit of God within it to move ahead in the direction that God wants it to go. Follow the leading of the Spirit tonight. He took my body and made it into a place where he could feel a vessel. You see, the old made pattern after self-interest, self-desire, self-exaltation. It's all about me. Are we not living in that type of society, church? It's all about I, every time you look on the television set of somebody looking at me or on a Facebook post or, or got a camera right in their face, they want to be seen. That used to be our old life, but I'm going to tell you the new lives of self-denying life, a self-sacrificing life, and it's a life that God took to the cross and nailed it there. Now I live for Christ. I'll never understand why when God makes something new in me and you, why we want to go back to some old ways. And entertain old thoughts and old ideas. I'm going to mellow just a minute. I don't understand why we as believers are not putting biblical things on our Facebook pages. Why are we putting verses to encourage our neighbors? Why are we letting folks know there's a king a coming and the church needs to be prepared to meet him? Why do we second guess? When it comes to posting something that is biblical, and we'll post something that is unspiritual in a moment's time. Amen or old me, church. Amen. I don't have a choir to preach to tonight. I'm preaching to you. <laughs> Why do we let the world influence what we're going to do? You see, when I come to Christ and the old man's put down, the new man arises. That means my life is now patterned after the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's one element of our lives that is not patterned after his life, then something is wrong with us, and we need to get that straightened out. If a hand is bent to do the things of the world, I need to get it freshly crucified. 
If my feet are bent toward going a certain direction, it ain't God's way, but it's an old way. I need to get them crucified. Jesus told them, listen to me, he's talking about an old covenant, and he's talking about a new covenant. He said, nobody takes an old garment and attaches it to a new garment. He said, if you take an old garment, put it on a new garment, he said, the rent is made worse, and the garment is destroyed. That means we're not to take an old life and attach it to the new life that God has given us. It's a robe that Christ gives. It's a covering. The Word of God says, He says, and the Word of God says in Isaiah chapter 1, He says, Come, let us now reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. That means God derobed yourself and He enrobed you with Jesus Christ. That's what this new covenant is all about. Taking a new person, putting a new garment upon Him, and not attaching anything in the old. We get married, and me and Juan got married in a wedding dress that got a long train on them. And they dragged the floor. If you try to attach something old to what God has given you, it don't do nothing but drag the floor and it, sh- it slows you down. Too much of the church is being slowed down by past mistakes and past problems, uh, and they're trying to attach a worldly venue on top of that. Uh, but God will not have that. Uh, he just says, why don't you detach the old garment? Uh, let the new garment arise, and you be my church. Amen, Amen. Amen church. Amen. He also says you don't take new wine and put it in the old bottles. He says if you take New wine and put it in the old bottles. He said it bursts and everything's gone out. God does not put his spirit into an old man. He don't put into what I used to be. But he put into what I'm supposed to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our church, I need to tell us tonight that God needs a fresh spirit inside of his house. And we're new vessels that God has made and created in us. If you don't know that world's in a bad condition... Then you live in a bubble. Our world, Ukraine, Russia, China, Taiwan's all might invading them. And then they, they mention that, that, that horrible phraseology, World War III. Who wants to hear that? I don't. But I'm going to tell you, our world's in a bad condition. And what's worse on top of that is a lot of churches are closing the door. You have a few folks that visit prayer meeting, but not a lot. The church now now needs more than ever to be praying and seeking Almighty God. The church needs now to rise to the occasion of prayer that God can put fresh oil and fresh wine into the vessel. Church, we need God tonight. Need His Spirit tonight. You don't get the Spirit of God by chasing other things. You get the Spirit of God by being devoted to Him. God moves in prayer meetings. God moves when, people, when we move God. They often say, you know, prayer changes things. It does change things, but it changes people first, and people change things. If God could take that new creation, that vessel that me and you are, if He can mold and make that new, then me and you could go out and change the world. When's the last time you talked about Christ on the job? I had a couple come in this week. 
often share this with our congregation about different appointments that God makes for you. We've got a tax schedule that they make appointments. But God made this appointment. A couple came in and sat down and want to get their taxes done. There's something about somebody getting their taxes done. It opens up the word of God. I can preach the gospel to them. I begin to talk to the gentleman there. He says, yeah, I've got diabetes. He says, I've got all types of health issues and problems. He said, and sometimes it's just, I get up and I just don't want to go anywhere. I just don't want to do anything. It's that state of depression. I said, well, sir, I said, one of the greatest things you could ever do is give yourself to Jesus Christ and open up the word of God and read it. There's something about Christ that changes who we are. I told him, I said, sir, I, I could be nothing without the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has changed me. He's made me new. He's made me something different. He can do the same for you. He stared at me kind of in a blank stare. His wife's just nodding and agreeing. I expressed the gospel with them. And I said, before you guys leave, can I just pray with you? Absolutely. Grabbed his hand and began to pray that Jesus Christ would go with him and show him and instruct him in the ways of God. If we are not the hands and feet of Christ, then what are we? If we are not the extension of what God wants us to be, then what are we, church? I expressed to our church this morning the necessity to go out to the world and preach that gospel to all that are near and far. If we stay here, the church dies here. If we remain here and we don't go there, then we die here, church. When God puts something new in you, after he's changed you old, he expects you to do something with it. Amen. I'm going to deal with this tonight. I'm going to move on. But when God does something new, he still wants you to pattern everything after Jesus Christ. Listen to me on this. I'm going to teach us a moment. The Ark of the Covenant, which is a representation of the Spirit of God, that's what really people would come around. The mercy seat was on that. The blood was put upon that once a year. And that's where people find, found their salvation in that particular day because it all foreshadowed Jesus Christ. But that ark's a type of the Spirit of God. David becomes king, and he wants to bring the ark of the covenant, the Spirit of God, into Jerusalem. He, he understands that the Spirit of God is of absolute necessity for his kingdom to be successful. Tonight is of absolute necessity for us to be successful as the Spirit of God is inside the church. Amen. He said, how am I going to get that art to come down here? He said, what are we going to do? We're going to put that thing on a new cart. I like props. You okay with that? He said, we're going to put that on a new cart. He said, we're going to wheel that thing on in Jerusalem. I want you to hear me on this. The art was meant to be carried by the Levites and born that way. The Spirit of God cannot come inside of our church unless Jesus Christ carries it there. He said, we're going to put it upon a new cart and we're going to roll that thing on down the streets of Jerusalem, have a glorious party and a glorious celebration as the ark of God comes in. I told you, God don't change his ways. They begin to move that ark into that Jerusalem. They begin to will it down the streets there. Listen to me on this. 
It says they sent the instruments in front of that, the timbrels, the cymbals, and everything about dancing and praising God. There is much inside the churches of our day that they're bringing in a new cart, trying to bring in the Spirit of God, and they're dancing, singing, glorifying, but God is not in it. Even David, the king, is dancing before that ark as they bring it down the streets. It got to a place. And Uzzah reached up to steady the ark. And, it, it, and, and, and God's wrath was kindled against him. And when his wrath was kindled against him, it says he fell down dead and David was displeased. I'm going to tell you what's going on in much of the church God is not pleased with. Unless it's Christ carrying the Spirit of God, it ain't nothing but noise and junk. And God wants nothing to do with it. Told our church this, our church members with me. Church down the road had something called a prom night at church. Bringing the young folks in for a prom night. I know what happened at prom night. I was in high school one time. Whatever it takes to get young folks in the church, they're doing it nowadays. Prom nights, black walls, strobe lights, whatever. They bring all that stuff in the house of God. They think God's going to bless it. Out there dancing around, they're singing Justin Bieber. Got a youth pastor dancing around to an in-sync song. Church, these things ought not to be in God's house. It's a new card. It's a new wave. It always calls the dead. It never calls his life. I wish we would get off of prom night and let our youngins know what the promises of God look like. The promises of God are yes and amen. It's the power of God that they need in their generation. Not games and gimmicks. I feel we're going to lose a generation unless we as the church rise up and do it right by, by the end. What's right, Pastor? When the Levites bore that ark. It said every six paces that they would sacrifice an animal. The wave that brings God's spirit in the church and brings it to the next generation will be Christ and the blood slain lamb walking that spirit inside the house of God. Any other way is an ungodly way, it's an unchallenged way, and it's a way that's not pleasing in God's eyes. When you do it the right way, the Spirit of God can come in and then he can move and he can do what he wants to do. Does the church restrain the Spirit of God sometimes? If our vision is not on what God is trying to do, but our vision is looking behind of what has already taken place, then we're missing the present day blessing. We're missing what God wants to do now. In Jeremiah 6 and 16, it says, Thus says the Lord, stand ye. Stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old paths. It says, The way that is good, walk therein. And it says, Ye shall find rest for your souls. What was good enough for grandma is good enough for me. 
What was good enough that started this church is good enough for me. When the Spirit of God would come down like rain and people would dance and shout the Spirit and they'd get around these orders and they would pray all night long. What happened to the all night prayer meetings, church? We're too busy. And we're thinking about what we're going to do outside of here instead of thinking what God's going to do in here. I know it ain't popular preaching, but it's the God honest truth. When Christ went to the Last Supper, he said, this is my New Testament blood that is shed for many. When that blood makes me new and changes my course and changes my destiny, I want other folks to know about it. How about you? Christ came forth with the New Testament. He established it in his own blood that the old could be passed away and the new could come forth. And because of that means you can stand tonight justified. In 2 Corinthians 3 and 6, it says that we are supposed to be ministers of a New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. I can read words all night to you. I can preach all night long, but the Spirit of God don't help us. We can do nothing, church. If I try to bring law and bring that to you, it does nothing for you. But the Spirit of God brings life in Jesus Christ. That's the only way tonight. It says he's created a new living way which is, has, he has consecrated through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. We have a high priest over the house of God. Now listen to this. What does it mean when God comes forth and he does wonderful things inside of us? There's an obligation on me and on our behalf that we must do in order to hang on to this. God's done the work. It's up to me and you to follow the work and to hold on to it. Listen. There's things that we must do. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. It's easy to waver when you're looking back and you're not looking ahead. It's easy to fall off when you're not concentrating on what you're doing. Our faith in God is what we've got, church, and it's what we need to carry on. It's what we need to show and demonstrate to the world. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful who has promised. Let us consider one another provoking unto love, unto good works. That means encourage one another. When you see your brother down, let him encourage him. Let him know that God's still with us and he's not left us. Let us. Consider one another. Then it says, not forsaking the sin of ourselves together as some, the matter of some, but exhorting one another so much more as to see the day approaching. Church, Christ is soon to come. The signs of the time are all around us. Do you believe that tonight? If you believe that tonight, we need to know that we need to be together uh, in togetherness in one mind and one accord and in unity uh, that the body of Christ can fulfill the destiny that God has laid for us. What God is creating, what God is wanting to do, it's over there, not back there. It's where God wants to take us and lead us to. I'm almost done. Elisha was a man of God, a man that wanted a double portion. We preached last week about wanting a double portion for our generation in Elisha. 
a part of the Jordan River, looked at the mount. On the other side of that, there was, a, there was Jericho, and at Jericho, the waters were polluted around that time. The waters are polluted around this world when Christ is giving living water to me and you. He says, go and take a cruise and fill it with salt and bring it to me. He said, bring a new cruise. Jesus Christ came down in the flesh of a man. And when he come down in the flesh of a man, he said, I'm going to go to a cross and to save all humanity. And I tell you, we don't serve a dead Christ tonight. We serve a living Christ. There's a lot of, a lot of folks preaching a lot of different Jesuses tonight, but there's only one that came down. John said the rest of the spirit of Antichrist to say he didn't come down in the, in the spirit and the humanity there. He said, bring me a new cruise, a type of Christ. He said, you put some salt in that. That is a type of preservative. Jesus said the salt has lost its savor. He said it ain't good for nothing to be trodden down underfoot tonight. We are the preservative God has put upon this, upon this world and this earth to do the works of God. Christ is the head with the body. And we are that preservative that God has bringing forth. He says, now you took that salt and you cast it in the waters of Jericho. And when they cast it in the waters of Jericho, they were made right. They were not polluted any longer. If we would take the living water that God has given the church and touch that word, it would come to life. It's of utmost necessity. I, I, I talk to Cole about these things and I tell our church about this. The schools of our day don't have the gospel there. You see shootings everywhere. All the, like every time you turn on the, the newsreel, there's another shooting in a school. It's because there ain't no preservative there. There ain't no light there. What does that mean for me? I'm closing. That means we need to teach our kids what it means to be preserved, preservative. What it means to have some saltiness about it. At night, our kids will gather around. We'll start, from the, we'll start from the top down. Gabe will say his prayers. Maddie will say her prayers. Eden will say her prayers. Home down the line, they'll pray for everything. They said pray for our family, our church family, everybody else out there. Thank God for that. Amen. But when they get done praying, they say, Daddy, now you, you've got to come pray for us. And you're not going to know it at a distance. Said, she said, I want you to come lay your hands on me. Preacher's kids. You lay hands on folks, on folks at church, lay hands on us. Amen. I'll go lay hands on them. We'll begin to pray as a family. And I'm asking God to keep them, God to preserve them, for God to keep the devices of hell away from them. Grandparents, parents, pray over your children tonight. It is of absolute necessity because Satan's coming like a roaring lion seeking to be made of our. Pray over our children, the next generation, or they'll be lost. Teach them in sound doctrine. Teach them the ways of the cross. Not a new way, not a new cart, but a way in the Lord Jesus Christ. Church, the word says, remember not the old things. Behold, I do a new thing. Won't I bring it to pass? I'll make streams in a desert. I'll make water out of the wilderness. Can we stand tonight? I know the church as a whole, you're in a transition. You've got some decisions to make. And our prayers are with you continually.
asking God to lead you, guide you, and direct you. But can we come as a corporate body tonight and bring our petitions to God and ask him to help us and meet us where we are? If we're still dragging around something old, let us come and make it new in the Lord Jesus. Can we come around this altar tonight? And let's pray together as a church. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Ordinance Church. The Pine Level Pentecostal Ordinance Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel, get notifications when we go live, and you watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.